Welcome to On The Roadcast, Snacks, Trucks and Rock and Roll. What happened in the meantime? So much stuff. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by SAE Institute Vienna. Are you into games, movies, music, marketing or programming? So are we. That's why we understand, support and help you. So you can turn your passion into a profession. Choose your study field, discover a hands-on study concept and start your dream of a career in the media industry. Go to www.sae.edu. Manchester. Manchester. Birmingham. Birmingham. London. London. <laughs> London. Birmingham. If you want to see something funny, go to Ruskaya's Instagram, Ruskaya underline official, and watch the tour stories and witness 12 people not being able to pronounce Birmingham. 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 Imagine going on a UK tour and you're trying with all of your willpower to get the van that's basically broken down. To the venue, we made it. We made it, and that shows that your mind can move mountains and or vans. Broke down. <laughs> your your mind can move vans because we made it. Yeah, it was funny. The UK was funny, but anyway, today is another day. Another day. Welcome back to On the Roadcast. We're your hosts, Connie and Vicky, and today we have a guest. Our dear friend, Lukas Lindinger, a.k.a. Lynch. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Hi, <laughs> all good. Lindy, known as the drummer for Eagle vs. Shark. That's a very true. cool Austrian band. That's true as well. <laughs> the, the best Austrian band. Very rock and roll. Uh, always worth visiting the show. We love it. I have oh, a t-shirt. <laughs> Connie has a t-shirt. And I have an LP and a CD. Oh, thanks. Connie is Big a fan. super fan. Big fan. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Lynch is also a sound engineer. Yeah, it uh, happens from time to time. But yeah, that's 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 the way I uh, earn my money. I was gonna ask you, how do you make your money? Drumming or engineering? Definitely engineering. <laughs> I'm working that uh, drumming is stacking up the bridge, but right now it's more the the way of spending money. <laughs> how long have you been in this band or when did you found the band? I'm not one of the original founders. You're not? No, I'm not. So, so founding members are the frontmen? Uh, looks, yeah. And Julia. And Julia, and, which and is Ava, your girlfriend. Which is my girlfriend, yes. And which is Lux's former girlfriend. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Interesting yeah, combination. Yeah. Uh, history of rock and roll. But um, we want to know fan. all these awesome <laughs> details. How um, did that happen? It, it happened, you know, uh, <laughs> it was a long-time relationship between them. I think they just got separated. And after a year or something, I got closer with uh, Julia And at the moment when we considered ourselves as being in a relationship, mm -hmm. um, the band made a pause for about two years. Mm -hmm. So oh, it, it was okay. not, not the easiest uh, task. Yeah. But in the end, it worked out pretty great because Lux is, a, I think, the, the biggest ACDC fan. And we got an invitation from Red Bull Brandwagen to play at the gig in Spielberg. And the band didn't exist anymore at that moment. And then we got the call and then Julia phoned uh, Lux and asked, okay, like uh, in a way ACDC is calling, no, not ACDC, <laughs> but we have, we have the opportunity to play for really a, a huge amount of people and see an ACDC and then said, oh, fuck it. 
Let's do it. If ACDC <laughs> calls to support, to ask you to be the support band, you yeah, yeah, but it wasn't ACDC who called. It was Red Bull. Let's uh, say but it was let's ACDC. say it sounds, it's, it's, it sounds much better. Um, the <laughs> thing is, like, okay. <laughs> I think that healed us in a way, and the time for like let it pass and yeah. and overcome the, the the problems you you develop in a band. And so I think that's that that worked out pretty great. You guys seem like, and you are a great force on stage and yeah. you all seem to get along super well even off stage maybe it's because you've been touring together before when you were the sound engineer for Lux's old band and Julia was his girlfriend the band was called Rent to Kill Rent yeah, to Kill, and to you kill. Were back the in the days yeah. yeah I was the sound guy there uh, back then in 2007 when Jack the frontman of the band asked me to join a tour touring with an Austrian punk band, uh, beside the fact that this punk band was quite huge and well-known in Europe, mm -hmm. but it was really rough. So yeah. uh, they played a summer, like 30 shows in a row, no hotels, sh like floor shows. There were, there were stages, yeah, for sure. There weren't like big rock shows. The accommodation was a sofa, a couch, this yoga mat on, on the floor <laughs> or something. And it was really DIY. But I learned a lot as an, as an engineer, mm -hmm. worked with backlines and, and, and touring and driving and buses and loading. And if you tour like 30 days in a row with no day off, it drains you out. Yeah. But it was, we were all young enough and didn't need no money <laughs> um, back then. But that was the moment where I met Julia doing merch for mm -hmm. Rent to Kill and Lux playing guitar and Jack and Bertle and all the guys uh, from Rent to Kill. It was very, very uh, interesting uh, formation of, of crazy people. And it was the ignition for me to really like being on the road or mm -hmm. dealing with bands. The DIY style shows in this time, there were, were bands like Red Lights Flash, Antimaniacs, Even Ryan, like really, really, really well-playing bands. I really liked it, how the network, the punk network, the punk network yeah. uh, used to be or worked out. Everyone was having, I think, a good time. And it was a, a certain spirit I never experienced since back then do you think that scene still exists this punk scene from back then because i know jack very well and he's mm -hmm. been telling me all of the stories from back then from mm -hmm. touring and also vata who was mm -hmm. another yeah. basis of the band and they they talked about it a lot in the past couple of years that when rent to kill was touring it was just this big spirit of punk community occupied houses and people from everywhere gathering and being like a community does that still exist since I'm I'm drumming in a rock band and seeing this kind of scenery and 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 community, it's not really comparable to what happened back then, like in the in this punk thing. Never seen it again, mm -hmm. or in any genre. It it isn't particularly shitty right now. I think it was just fucking great back then. Mm -hmm. okay. So I think it's it was just a big wave. I think it's not that bad right now, but it was a good pulse at that moment for punk bands. The way of dealing with things, politics or, or just anger or like whatever, it felt right at that moment. The experiences I made during this Rent to Kill family thing and this touring showed me that it's absolutely possible to do your thing. You don't need that much money. You just need a, a driving van. You just need a community around you. Mm -hmm. It's good to have a few things to say uh, as loud as you can. But... I really love playing rock shows, but it's a different approach than being in a punk band. 
like we had, I think Rent to Kill had one show in uh, Netherlands. There was like 12 bands on the bill and they were the 10th or something. And then we drove right after the concert back to Linz uh, in one drive with just, I think, a break of two hours just to play the Antiflex support gig. It was just, okay, uh, like it or lump it, that's the way we do it, that's the way we like it, and just fuck it. And it's, it sounds like everyone was like, yeah, that's a great thing, and uh, flowers everywhere, and mm -hmm. yeah. No, it, it, there it's were hardcore. troubles and hardcore, yeah. and you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's it wasn't easy at all. But everyone just committed him or herself for it, and yeah, just... Off we go, and that's the thing. Yeah. We we talked to Ricky Fizz last uh, on the last episode, and she's in a punk band. But I feel like the a great punk band, by yeah. the way. Oh hi! There's a dog in the room, and he just put his head on my lap, and I'm <laughs> not I'm an melting. elephant, but a dog in the room. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> yeah, I can focus, but that's his favorite trick. <laughs> he wants uh, he wants the he carrots. He has one blue eye and one brown eye, and he's so sweet. Okay. <laughs> What did I want He's to a say? snacker too. He, uh, had he likes carrots. carrots. He loves carrots, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, what I wanted to say we is... We had Ricky Fizz yeah, on we, the last episode. And she was talking about their way of touring, which is also kind of DIY, but it's still more professional, or the whole industry, I think, is a little more professional than it used to be. And one exception, when we were at Spamfest um, a couple of weeks ago, there were a lot of punk bands on two stages, and... We had a gig too, and I was setting up for our gig, and we were in between Donuts and Pennywise. Mm -hmm. And I've seen um, a lot of like punk bands setting up, and they were all like backing tracks, and you yeah, know, totally they had different. a big production. They brought their own amps and their own engineers, their own their own mics, their own desks, everything yeah. like we do. Um, Fully self-contained. Yeah, but, yeah. but then there was Pennywise on stage, and that was the only band on that stage. That didn't bring anything. Yeah, just the guitars. Yeah, they're old school. Yeah, yeah. that was the only. For there were a lot of big, like centuries. punk bands, but Pennywise was the only one that didn't bring anything. It was chaos, but they were like, "Fuck it," and it yeah. was really funny. And it That's worked out punk. great. That's yeah. the punk approach. Didn't yeah, it? it was cool. Yeah. And I yeah. talked to their friend of house engineer afterwards, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the way we do it. That that's the way they always did it, and they don't want to change that." But most of the punk bands. They had big production and it was all figured out. It was not just, yeah, why well, let's go there and play a show. It was all planned out. and They just developed their style and their things and the music and also the technology. The production. And the, the production. And they kind of became more or less business punks, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> not to come off as an insult or anything to mm -hmm. other bands mm -hmm. that developed yeah. in any way. But Pennywise, they just genuinely yep. still don't give a flying fuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's a good thing yeah. in a way, not in, in all ways, I think. Yeah. But sometimes as an engineer, you're coming along up new ways of interfaces, desks, uh, microphones, ways of distributing signals from A to B. And that's a, that's a really, really interesting thing. But I think in the early days when people started a band, they just saw something just by the cheapest bunch of shit I can afford yeah. and did something as long as they could till they uh, formed a sound a song mm -hmm. and nowadays i think it's kind of hard 
to decide what you what instrument or what tech what thing sound yeah what sound yeah. because the opportunities are yeah, never limit, ending limitless you limitless can do so much the thing is i'm fiddling around with with uh, technology even when i'm playing drums you know i can have a uh, this e-drum thing and the backing track here and Midi this and so, yeah, yeah 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 and stuff yeah. but it limits me in a way that i think okay i have to use it The more things or parts you have, the more raises up the responsibility to use it right, I would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, the best example that ever existed is my dear friend uh, Lux, who plays guitar mm -hmm. in, in our band, Eagle vs. Shark. He's, I think, the for me, the, the best guitarist I've ever met. Even if I wouldn't know him, I think I would be a, a, his biggest fan. But He, no, you have to say, even though you know him, You're still his biggest. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Looks is pretty great, though. No, no, He the thing like is, a, like yeah, a, big. a hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's why we love him. No, he's his. He has plenty of good uh, things. Fart shout out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing is, he really learned how to play the guitar. He's a mm -hmm. classical uh, guitarist. Like that's what what he studied, and he worked so many hours just to make a, a good tone. Like before, like hitting great riffs i think he practiced about seven hours a day wow. and it, it happens so many times that people are coming your guitar sound is, is fucking amazing what do you use and it's just i use the guitar and my fingers and the amp <laughs> and it goes through the speaker and that's all <laughs> that's it uh, sometimes no a few pedal some, sometimes it's a pedal but not always so the sound comes from the fingers or from your head but if you don't know how to use your gear mm -hmm. You can I, it still sounds shit yeah. like buying a drum set doesn't make you a good drummer right. mm -hmm. uh, buying gear doesn't make you an engineer it's just yeah. how you use it and how to develop your style your 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 sound, your sound in, in this uh, artistry yeah true true so um, do you prefer being a drummer or an engineer or what do you like about both sides Hmm. I would say I prefer more the engineering side. Yes. No, because <laughs> I just can't do it right better. I, just, I, I think I'm a better engineer than drummer, hopefully. Uh, but I think I enjoy both. Engineering, there's so many possibilities, what you can do, which, which production you're on. And I, I was always on the musical side of engineering. Mm -hmm. I'm still doing a lot of TV and broadcast. I think that's when I met you for the very first time at the Vienna Concert House. I was a house engineer and you were... I was yeah. The regional broadcast for the ORF. Yes. Now I know you're from so many different sides. But that's when I first <laughs> yeah. met Connie. Yeah. Yeah. Met you for first time, like every every year. And now, like, you know what I got? <laughs> I saw you in there in the concert house. You know, it's really like yeah. Yeah. snobbish surrounding. You know, I saw you and I was like, "What is this guy doing here? <laughs> you, you don't fit in the picture." What, yeah, what was the homeless guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. you're starting the product. Why? Why are they? Using the homeless guy for a janitor. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. No, 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 no. You were it's, saying it's, you're doing TV productions. Yeah. In a nutshell, you're just distributing noise or signals from A to B. That's mm -hmm. the main thing in broadcast. The way of communication that needs to be established in a TV production is so crucial. It's a very, very interesting side of, of, of uh, engineering as well. Um, working with bands, it's my most favorite thing, doing monitors. You also, and, uh, sorry to interrupt yeah, you, but no you worries. also look badass doing it. I saw one of your, uh, I saw one picture of you. You were a stage manager this mm. summer. I no, think, I, I no. think monitoring engineer. Uh, no, was it wasn't monitoring. You were like 
on stage. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah, yeah. in the WhatsApp group said, <laughs> Lindsay demands more rock. <laughs> Sexiest man alive. Oh, thank you. Of thank you. Lindsay demands more rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay demands more rock and roll. And his face is very stoic. He's like, bitch. Yeah, more rock and roll. Or I take it. Uh, take it quite serious. If if bands demanding something, so uh, yes, it's, yes. it's uh, when I'm working on stage and being in the duty of of a performing band, I think about how is she or he feeling. Uh, what is her position on stage? What are the physical circumstances, the acoustic and and stuff? And the biggest goal for me is to make everyone uh, happy on stage. Yeah, they have to forget about the monitor sound. That's the the main goal. If they can focus natural. on their performance. Don't even think about what they're hearing because it's well mm. enough and good then enough. Then, 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 yeah, I have the approach in my job to provide things that people can perform the way they want. Totally mm. feel a you. noble goal. It's a very you have to have very good social skills being a monitor yeah. engineer. Someone said once um, it's easier to satisfy 10,000 people outside than five musicians on stage. That's very true. <laughs> and, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like a front of house engineer is kind of considered the masterclass of all the positions that you could have being an engineer. Mm. Because you have to satisfy 10,000 people. Make it good, make but it then, big. But then as a monitor engineer, it's not only the, do I have all the signals, it's also the, how do I work with the people that are there. Mm. So mm. it's trickier. But somehow front of house is still considered the master position it's, it depends is it a is it a arena show or like a big festival mm -hmm. you better have your shit together but even as a monitor engineer i think you're quite responsible for the front of house sound as well because if the musicians don't feel well they don't they, well. they won't perform well mm -hmm. a good experience was the pool bar festival i worked um this summer me too Yeah, we didn't. I, I was like, we, we, we two didn't weeks before catch you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I worked at the same spot. Yeah, it's a, it's a very nice spot. Loved it. Yeah, there was a jazz brunch oh, and nice. big band, like eight people or nine people on stage, batches and IMs. Any monitoring? Uh, monitoring. <laughs> yeah, there was not really enough time to listen to the signals quite closely because it was a little bit stressy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I didn't know the band, but sometimes a band provides you with good signals. If you like see the instruments and the way the musicians are behaving, you mm -hmm. see something, okay, they are professionals. Yeah. And I just um, dialed in the signals that everyone wanted and led this sound check. Nine people was uh, um, being handled in about 15, 20 mm -hmm. minutes, which mm -hmm. was quite okay. Yeah. And the singer came to me afterwards and she was head of the band and thanked me for not twirling and not fiddling around too much yeah even though like sometimes you think okay ah, the, the bass sound isn't that but sometimes keep it like it is because they mm -hmm. want it like this yeah ask do you need something else like a water or a mm -hmm. power cord or something else mm -hmm. yeah And, and that's about it. That's the main thing. Get to know what, what musicians need. Sometimes they don't need a brighter bass guitar yeah. in their ears. You gotta kind of push aside your own perfectionism or approach But on what you yeah. naturally feel like doing and focus on yeah. if the bass player, whatever, is used to, quote unquote, <laughs> a sound that you would call shitty. Or like But yeah, that's mumbling how, or, or whatever. Mumbling yeah, or whatever. That's, that's or his sound. As yeah. fuck. If he likes to work this way then you have to step back and and do it i mean yeah. i'm not a monitoring yeah. person or a tech i'm far far from it but i was in a situation of singing myself so i know monitoring sounds and i have to feel comfortable with it 
yeah. just like you said if someone on the monitors fucks it up just a second yeah. your trust points <laughs> are, 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 are go down and that's mm-hmm. that's not that easiest to, to regain that, mm-hmm. that trust again mm-hmm. If you're doing front of house tour managing or monitoring, it's a people's business. Yeah. You yeah. you have to communicate. communicate. Yeah. Okay, people. what do you need to have a great evening on stage? What 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 can I provide you? And I think that's more the the thing. Did you ever have as a drummer have a monitor engineer that didn't do a good job and you were like thinking, oh my god, I could do it so much better myself? Uh, I think it happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, usually we are traveling with our dear sound guy Andy. Um, oh, and Andy. Uh, <laughs> Andy, everybody loves Andy. Everybody loves Andy, and he's doing a great job. I'm I'm on in ears with the band. I'm getting the mix right off the stage box to my in ear system. It's done by Andy. It stays the same. If you have your own system with you, your own mics and your own mm-hmm. desk, and it's being saved like digital mixing desk, mm-hmm. you can save the show for the next one. And if you have a nice sound it stays like that pretty much for every show. There's little adjustments. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons that so many bands nowadays bring all of the gear themselves because you can have the same show, the same setup, Mm. same mics, same signal chain. That's definitely what we talked about before that bands nowadays just bring all the stuff. Pennywise, when they go on stage every day, it sounds different. There's a whole different signal chain and what comes out of their monitors is completely different. But they're doing it for, I think, 40 years. Yeah. And they're used to the difference. they just don't hear very well anymore. They just don't give (laughs) a fuck. But they don't feel well. Pennywise musicians, please tell me. It was a sick show. I loved it. Mm. (laughs) They're awesome. To know both worlds is a good approach if you have a, a full production carrier your own mics your desk even your own monitors mm-hmm. that can be good but it doesn't save you from maybe a shitty acoustic in a big hall or something with eagle versus shark sometimes andy can't go with us because he's very very busy because uh, everybody loves andy <laughs> they all want him and, and, you. Um, and you. <laughs> when we're dealing with uh, house engineers, we know what, what we need on, on the wedges, on the in-ears. You can instruct him pretty well. Yeah, because we are used to our yeah. sound. If the drums are pretty well tuned, okay, just raise it up, the rectum yeah. in my ears, and thanks. But sometimes you have unexperienced bands on stage. It's a, like a, a, a chicken barn. <laughs> and everyone is going around and saying, mm. nah, 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 I need it a little bit more quiet. No, no, not that much. A little bit quiet. Uh, and again, not that much. Too much. And yeah, it's a communication thing. Let's talk about tour stories. Yes, I am very intrigued. I remember oh. uh, meeting you for the first time or going on tour with you for the ah, first yeah, time when I remember. we hung out for the first time. Andy was with us, by the way, or with Turbo Beer. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was hilarious. Yeah, family thing. And I was still a merchandise girl. I was very young and unexperienced. And now I'm old and unexperienced. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I've told Connie the story so many times now. Now I'm excited. What, the, which story? It was, it was amazing. That's why I call you, and you might not know it, or maybe you do know it, I call you Maka Moses. <laughs> ah, the coffee thing. The coffee... <laughs> His name is Mocha, by the way. The dog's the dog name is Mocha. <laughs> I always, when I think of you, I think of an awesome person and, of course, of how you saved our asses in Munich by suddenly appearing in the, in the <laughs> sunrise. It was, a, it was this fucking sunrise right behind him and he appeared 
open hair, long hair <laughs> flowing around, coffee in the left hand, and I think croissants, croissants in the right on the, on the one. And I was hand. like, yeah. oh, that was. I'm kind of early for thing. it. I don't sleep that long. So when I'm on tour, sometimes you're crashing up till 10 or 11. It depends on the bus call. But I'm always up at uh, usually 7, 8 ish. Oh, yeah. And if, if I can manage it, I always get some coffee and, and, and a little breakfast. I think days with a breakfast are the better days. They mm -hmm. are. Mm. They are. It was my pleasure to serve your coffee. Mocha That's Moses. how you won my heart. <laughs> Maka Moses. Yeah. Also, Danko Jones fans are going to love. <laughs> Me calling uh, you Maka Moses because that's also his nickname. Yeah. At least in some music videos. Good the name. Maka Moses. But um, it was a very fun gig at Munich. It was at the backstage, yeah, I think. Yeah, I no. Yeah, yeah. One yeah, of, was yes, it? yeah. One of my yeah. favorite venues. And I think, yeah. uh, what was his name? This Austrian rapper. Uh, Money Boy. Uh, Money Boy was there too. <laughs> and I think yeah. I kickboxed. Who did I kickbox? There is a video. I kickboxed one of the crew guys in our own crew. Ah, okay. I thought Money Boys crew. No, but, but no I think no, they, no. They, they, they usually <laughs> like, like rappers. They have a huge crew, like about 30, yeah, 40 yeah, people. Yeah. Just, yeah, just because they're just yeah. there to smoke weed and yeah, hang and out. having a good time. Hang out, yeah. right? Bring being, hookers being the crew. and weed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I always every time anyone says, I'm the hey, coffee Lynch guy. Here, and I'm like, oh, he's my Macamoles. <laughs> that was amazing. I loved it, and that was back in the back in the days when I was. Just doing merchandise. Um, mm. So I'm very intrigued by amazing and maybe mm. horrible tour stories that you have to tell us. I think there was one time we were uh, driving from Germany to Spain in one night. They asked us before, what would you want to eat there? Uh, vegan or vegetarian would be great. And then we came after, I think, a 20 hours ride. And there were just bananas there. And rice? Like, no, no, only bananas. Oh. Only bananas. <laughs> and, and, and we got stopped by the police millions of times yeah. on, on the border. You're a band? Okay, where are the drugs? Let's <laughs> just open the bus and every fucking box or, or case or whatever. Sniffer dogs too. Everything. Everything. Uh, in Portugal, once there was even a TV uh, team with no. it just on, uh, with the, <laughs> on the road with the police. <laughs> Now we are just uh, foreigners. Yeah, foreign gypsies. <laughs> the homeless get to have a homeless guy with <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did they find something? No. Never. Of course, it's what you say you now. You would have been on TV. Mm. There were no uh, heavy drug users, just like a beer and a cigarette, that's fine. Um, and a funny cigarette. <laughs> funny cigarette. Sometimes it was very funny, yes. yes. <laughs> Any super great experiences, like moments that you will remember forever on stage um, or as, a, as an engineer? I think... The first big show Rent to Kill played um, as a support for Rise Against for oh. two weeks. A great experience. And I didn't mix bigger shows than 200, 300, 400 people. And it was like uh, 6,000, 7,000 people. Holy. And I think the mixing was quite shit. But um, <laughs> because I wasn't used to halls. Right. Yeah. And the band is really fast playing, and it's the more snares, the more you die. Um, but um, <laughs> the more snares, the more you die. <laughs> I can remember very distinctly the moment when the light went out, house lights off, show lights on. Even if I think about it, I get the goosebumps because it's okay. Fuck, now don't yeah. fuck it up. People paid 
money for it. Um, on these shows, I learned to focus that much that you're checking your cymbal stands again or you're checking your microphones again. You're just uh, checking the, the, the inputs on the desk three times. I was nervous back then for shows like this, but you're getting more and more familiar with it. And I think that's, that's a nice way of growing into your coolness, I would say. I think it's always very satisfying to be at ease and cool if shit hits the fan. I'm always impressed by people who I are stay really calm. stay calm. I've once seen the, the light engineer of Iron Maid losing his desk about one minute before the show <sighs> and he just turned it down and was booting it up again and 20 seconds for the big boom the desk was there and he oh just God. not stay even calm. i feel like that's the one of the most crucial things is to really stay calm and focused in this business or in this job mm -hmm. as an engineer do whatever is necessary in the moment and don't freak out if something really goes down south some people can just say it's just a show yeah. it's just it's just a snare mm -hmm. it's just the vocals it's just one song like i'm a person i take it with me and take it home and i'm yeah, whining into my sleep yeah, yeah. Yeah. My first super big stadium show was not too long ago and I was not used to the way these halls sound, like these rooms. Mm -hmm. We had a super short sound check and I was kind of overwhelmed and then there were a lot of people from the business that I know and that I look up to and they listened to the gig and I really fucked up. I feel like I fucked up. I mean, it all worked, but mm. it didn't sound too good and I didn't get to dial in everything as I wanted to considering that shitty room and that haunts me like mm, mm. i still think about that show and i'm like i really fucked up and those guys were there and listen and um yeah now i feel like okay maybe next time they're, they're looking for a substitute tech for something they won't call me because they listen to that one show that i fucked <laughs> up but that's what it's in my head that's Yeah, like because everybody some people else. can shake it off when they fuck up yeah. and some people yeah. can't i can't i have the same thing when i'm like losing my calmness or whatever because i'm just uberly pissed because things don't seem to work out or mm. bus drivers are fucking or assholes bus yeah, drivers yeah, or, or, are dickheads like, that you try whatever. to please yeah, but yeah. they just are being assholes yeah i just go really quiet mm. and when i do and then you know oof, shit's mm. about to hit the fan yeah you yeah, know that's just my count to ten uh, a good friend brilliant engineer once told me If you seek perfection, the life the life genre isn't the right spot for you. Yes, that, that's a process you have to learn to be the, happy with your with what you do. Yes, and also I think that the way you see your own performance is always different than somebody else for sees sure. it or hears yeah. it. You're mm. always or usually a sane person is, has more criticism for themselves than someone who criticizes others more than he likes or he or she likes to think about their own job and their own performance but uh, that's what you keep doing thinking that your performance or that somebody didn't like it and it's always a one people always text connie how great she's doing her job and the way i know connie is like she's just satisfied if she is satisfied with her yeah doing and and, and, right. and but that, it happens more and more often and i'm assuming that's the same with you too The more I work, the more shows I, I I mix, the more often I think, okay, today was not that bad. Today was okay. Today yeah, was yeah. maybe even good. I tried with myself constantly that I take some uh, moments and parts where it was really, really shitty and mm. try to remember pretty distinctly what it was. And, and sometimes it helps me to overcome the problem. Yeah, yeah just reflect. And yeah. 
There are a lot of shitty parts in our jobs, but also a lot of very great parts. But I, th I think we are smiling much more than, yeah, than so yeah. many others. I think even if you love your job, and I do believe that I am working my dream job right now as a tour manager, even if you love your job and you wouldn't want to do anything else, of course there's parts that just piss you off. Yeah? Sure. So it's a people's business. It's a, pe <laughs> it's a people's it's a business. People's business. <laughs> so I don't think there is any job that will never get you a little pissed off or frustrated at, at moments because that's just a normal thing. Or like. drunk. I think that... <laughs> I, my I think gets if, me drunk a lot. <laughs> um, if you're never getting in, in a shitty situation, you, you can't really appreciate the, the, the fun part. But, yeah, that's so. true. Before we wrap this up, we need to ask you about your favorite road song. And your favorite tour snack. Oh, fuck, yeah. Favorite road song and favorite tour snack. And maybe the favorite road moment and what you always bring on tour. Favorite everything. Go okay. Favorite everything. What I always bring on tour is... Your girlfriend. <laughs> That's and, <laughs> can you can you insert a drama with that? I always bring um, my Letterman, my torch, mm -hmm. my USB sticks, and your index finger. My index finger for sure. No, um, <laughs> like ear protection. Uh, my in ears, maybe a book, but. I don't you read never it. read it. Yeah. But you always um, put it out somewhere yeah, yeah, so somewhere. people yeah, yeah. see that you brought a book. Yeah, yeah and just pretending like, that yeah. I am like oh, uh, feeding my mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh what a wow! Smart person yeah, yeah, yeah. Brings it's a always book on exactly wow. good exactly. or things like that. In yeah, 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 yeah. French yeah. poems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Greek good. architecture, something like this. It's just, a, it. it's just a cover. And it's Mickey Mouse inside. It's actually a porn magazine. Yeah, something like that. I would appreciate that. My favorite tour snack could be choose wisely. Pizza. Come on. Just pizza. You yeah. can do better than that. No, no, no. no. It's really. It's pizza. really. Okay, what kind of pizza? Uh, it's mostly it's margarita. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I think the most common thing. It is. But I'm a simple man. It's and pretty and cheesy. The thing is, I'm really happy to have a slice of pizza after, after a very. show pizza. Can I be your yeah. TM? Because I can easily get, <laughs> get some pizza. pizza. <laughs> Connie's face right now. What was that face? About? You're not going to be someone else's TM. Or you can be if you bring me. I'm, if I'm someone needs a TM and call front of house plus four three. Yes, <laughs> it's, seven, it's always seven. we only come in a package. A double yes, feature, a very, always a double feature. A very good. We're smelling, like a sandwich. Funny, lovable, <laughs> cuddly, great package. We're like calzone pizza. Mm. Whatever. Okay, so <laughs> it's, uh, margarita it's, it's, pizza. Uh, margarita pizza. In the bus, it is probably toast bread with mustard. And that's not my favorite, but I think that's the thing I ate the most Are back the in the rentical days. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sounds disgusting. No, it was quite okay. Uh, better than nothing. Uh, <laughs> better than just bananas, yeah. Uh, but once we had potato goulash in, um, in a can. In a can. Perfect. Really and like it. I just wanted to say the poor man's pizza is a slice it's of sli bread with yeah. mustard on it. Yeah, he the punk, he's a simple the punk, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk ice pizza. <laughs> I will and always take you on tour. He brings you coffee in the morning. And you just have to just, give him pizza. He's happy with mustard, mustard and bread. On, on bread. He's yeah. I, can, I can do that. Sorry for life. It's a hard. I just had to. But goulash, I respect that. Yeah, goulash is it. a good thing. Goulash is um, amazing. 
What was the third tour question? Song. Tour Favorite, song. Like your real jam. Oh, okay. Um, my most favorite live band, that's Manu Chao. Mm. And they made a, a live record, I think, in 2001. If I'm behind the wheel on tour and are listening to this album, the mileage, the, the hours doesn't count. It's like just being being on the road and it feels feels right. Uh, so I would pick any Manu Chao song to hit the road. Tell, um, name one particular one that we're going to fade out this episode with. I have to really pick wisely, just a second. Paul El Suelo. Idea Luna, Dia Pena. There's many, but I think Porizuelo would be the favorite, the, the live okay. version. I think our time's up for today, right? Mm, yep. Well, thank you so much for being in our podcast. Thank you for bringing your dog. <laughs> Thanks for bringing little Maka. <laughs> Thanks the for having us. Little Maka Moses. <laughs> Baby Maka Moses. Uh, it goes on and on. And now we'll try if the dog can such, also such give a his sweet paw. boy. And mm. the dog is nice too. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Thanks. Thank you. thank you very much, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. Listen to Eagle vs. Shark on They're your great. favorite DSP. Great live band. So if you have the chance, go listen to them. You will meet us there, front row, screaming. Oh, nice. Throwing our bras on stage. Beautiful. (laughs) Never happened. Never happened. It will. I'm the one that throws bras. Billy Idol has one of my bras. Fun fact. And Josh Hom from Queens of the Stone Age. Wow. Okay. Thank you. And good night. (laughs) Good night.